I might have used this word before, but hello, plant family. Welcome. I like family. I know, right? Welcome to Fancy Plants Podcast, episode 31. I am Chris. Hello. And I'm here with Sue. Hello. Amanda. Hello. Hello, ladies. How are you? Good. I'm really good. Good. Days are getting longer. Thankfully. Oh, so good. Days are getting longer and the sun's getting stronger. Oh, I'm singing for you guys. That's new. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely getting, it's starting to get warm up. I'm ready for deck drinks. <laughs> and we, we've had the time change now, so we've all suffered through that miserable week of, oh my gosh, why is it so early? But now with the sun being up so late in the, in the evenings, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's wonderful. I just want daylight savings time to go away. I oh, so do I. Daylight savings time. Yeah. And you know, it comes up either locally or provincially or nationally or internationally every single year. We talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Let's just do it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that needs to happen. I don't even care which way we go. I just need it to happen. Yeah, it is yeah. not 1913 anymore, people. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard in the spring because we lose an hour. Like you, you spring ahead. And, um, it's it's hard on the sleep patterns and everything. <laughs> Spring ahead into a week of misery. That yeah. matters to me because I'm not a morning person. I'm not either. Ugh. I'm not a morning person either. You have to get up the earliest though. Yeah, I get up at stupid o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, I don't envy you. Don't and now your that. stupid o'clock just got stupider. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> darker. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing I said about too. Like just now, I drive, I head west on my way to work. I can see the mountains on a nice day. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is the best move ever. But now it's going to be dark again when I leave for work. So that's not fun. Not for long, though. Not for long. Not it's what, long. two weeks before you, yeah, the yeah. sun's up already in the morning. It's great. Yeah. 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 So last week I um, held on to what's keeping me so busy now. Um, and I think it's, so I wanted to maybe share a little bit of that. And I think like all of us were very busy at work or just in our lives too. Uh, but my friend and I actually got a grant to do a true crime podcast through Tell Us Story Hive. And so we've been working on putting that together. It's very different from this podcast. We are so fortunate to have such a great chemistry between us and the ability to just converse and talk about the subject that we know about and share, you know, our stories with the world. This one is about a murder from 1918 here in in northern Alberta. And so uh, my friend Chris and I will be delving into true crime podcasting. Yeah, it's a little more documented. We're like documentary style than than what we are. We're kind of loosey-goosey. I'm excited to hear it, though. I I am. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. We are excited as well. And I think the major difference is, yes, the scripting, but also... Uh, we don't really use sound in our podcast because it doesn't, we don't really have to. Whereas in a, like a true crime podcast or a real storytelling podcast like that, the soundscaping is vital. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was <laughs> driving to Edmonton one night oh, and I was listening to a true crime podcast and it was on a, a very, very famous Canadian mass murderer and just the sounds and that that were in it. I got out of my truck. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I get out of my truck in Whitecourt to 
walk my 70 pound pit bull because he needs to pee. And I like it's dark out because it's always dark here in the winter. And I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm thinking this is a really terrible idea to be stopped at this well-lit area to let my dog out for a pee. And I'm like, and he's so tiny and innocent looking. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah. Oh, I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I out here? This is not right. Oh, no. It is shocking how when you have the right ambiance, you are, even though there's no visual um, component that you're absorbing at that moment, there is something about the sound. Oh, yeah. That puts you right in that in that moment. So it's I'm very excited to learn how to do that. So oh, we yeah. do a creator's workshop coming up this Saturday and then uh, we do the work and that will release in August. So I'll be sure to keep you guys updated on that. And we get sneak previews. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. I, I won't, but I need something to listen to at work so that when somebody comes up behind me in a greenhouse and I can't hear them, I go through the roof. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, I totally hear you, especially when you're listening to something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and I yeah. love I love a good crime story. Like that's one of my favorite things to watch is like crime and murder document documentaries. Um, I know I know I'm not alone on this. So I definitely I, not. I watch a, a obscene amount of forensic files and <laughs> Cole comes home from work. I'm watching forensic files. He's like, you're plotting my murder, aren't you? I'm like, maybe <laughs> I know. Um, I have a confession. OK, I haven't watched a lick of TV for six weeks. Good for you. That's awesome. We just haven't put our TV up yet. <laughs> We're painting and deciding where to put things. We have options and that's hard. We're like at the other house, there's like one option. That's it. Well, now you have time to listen to more so, true crime yeah, podcasts. I like the idea of listening. <laughs> and I don't miss the TV other than I miss some true crime documentaries. And it's not the same watching it on your phone. I was, I'm, I've never been a true crime person, uh, which is maybe strange considering the topic that we have chosen but i have been listening now to a few true crime podcasts and i actually prefer them i think to the visual because you when you remove that one sense it's like suddenly you're way more immersed in the story oh absolutely yeah your tv does your imagination a lot for you where when you're listening it's just like reading a good book your imagination kicks in and you you visualize in whatever method you visualize, but you still visualize and you're there and it's a, it's a good escape. Oh yeah. Cole and I have, we both listen to a lot of podcasts at work cause we're, you know, doing our own thing. And we have these great discussions about these true crime podcasts that we've listened to. We're like, have you listened to this one? Check out this episode. You need to look at this. Hey, if you have suggestions, just send them on over. But that is literally another podcast. So we're, <laughs> but I did want to share that with everybody that this opportunity has presented itself. I'm so excited and keep you guys apprised of what's happening. Um, so what else has been happening for you ladies over the week? We have entered mud season at work. Nice. The weather's warmer. Things are thawing. And yeah, I get to work and I put on my rubber boots. The weather has been insane. I, oh, like the so high good. has been over zero degrees Celsius every day. And I am so happy about that. I know. And you just want to, I just want to plant and dig in dirt and grow things. And I'm very excited for it. I'm also, um, I have to clean out my chicken coop. So when we moved, we had some chickens there. And so we built out of pallets a bin and I'm going to save 
my chicken compost and let it rot really good because otherwise it's too hot. But chicken poo is supposed to be really good fertilizer for your gardens. It is. Oh, smells cool. fantastic too. Highly mm-hmm. recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And actually, add that to some fish fertilizer. Woo. Yeah. No, thank you. But still, it's like kind of cool that I, I'll have like a option that's, it's not my own, like it's not my own poop, but it's, it's okay, mine. Okay, that's definitely another <laughs> podcast. It's, it's mine as in I, I raised some chickens and cleaned You shoveled that proverbial I, poop yourself. I did. I did. Oh, and man. It, there's just something kind of, <laughs> when I think about it, like, yeah, when I get to use it, I'll be like, yeah. It's not a not a clean job. Growing your own poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I get eggs on the table every day, so it's all good. Did you do you, have you had any weird eggs yet? Yeah, I had um a stress egg. So, like basically the chicken got stressed out and um held her egg in her her canal yep. for a little bit too long and it got really oblong shaped. And it started out one color and kind of faded to another color, which happens from stress. And then she didn't lay an egg for a couple of days. So her next egg was kind of a weird color, but it was more of a regular shape. And now she's back to normal. How often does a chicken lay an egg? Well, it depends on the chicken. There's different kinds. And some only lay like 100 eggs a year. And some will lay like 300 eggs a year. So I'm getting right now two eggs about four or five times a week. Oh. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. I had no, I genuinely have no idea how chickens work other um, than they're um, tasty. And <laughs> I'm just learning. I'm just learning. And what I have to say that is really weird is how much like in social media groups and stuff um, in the chicken world and the plant world are very much, there's a lot of things that are very similar. Oh yeah. It, it's mind blowing similar to the point of even if you want to have eggs shipped to you so that you can like breed your own chickens, like catch them. They call them seedlings. And there's like. There's some confusing language for plant and chicken lovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is kind of amazing how much that the worlds are alike, even though one's like for a chicken and one's for a plant. But there, there's ones that are like the Hoya, right? Like people order them in and they, you know, they kind of hoard them and they're, they're expensive. <laughs> and then you got your ones that are like variegated, like they have certain colors on the leaf patterns that are like variegated. So it is very interesting that way. That's super cool. And do you use the eggshells for as fertilizer or do you chuck those guys away? Or do you have a compost? Go yeah, ahead. I built like that's where the chicken poop's gonna go gotcha. along with other compost. But I mean I can feed them like table scraps like my fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. So I do that. I have a chicken bucket that I give them every day. But I also have like stuff that they can't eat or won't eat. Um, that goes into the compost. And then like when we rake up leaves or whatever, I'll put that in the compost as well. And then I'll just have to because it, it's not a fancy one. It's built with pallets. Just have to turn it with a pitchfork every every couple of weeks. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> yeah. do, you have a, do you have a compost machine, Amanda? At home? Uh, you've met me, right? Yeah, but so <laughs> uh, like, is it, how do you compost then? I don't. I assumed you meant you did have one. No, no. You remember my story about the tomato that didn't get planted until July last year, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um, uh, this time of year best intentions. I am going to compost. My yard is going to be spectacular. I'm going to plant everything. I'm going to have a garden. We're going to start stuff from seed. It's going to be wonderful. May 15th rolls around. I run around like a chicken with my head cut off at work and no. (laughs) Fair enough. I I hear you, girl. I, I get it. I'm trying to be better, but maybe we can be like accountability partners who are never actually accountable. How does that sound? 
I, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Completed job. I like it. Cool. Anything else new happening for you guys? Not much. I'm just getting the itch for, you know, flip flops and. Yeah, we're we're planning out our grit bag gardens at work. Well, let's get into spring fever then, shall we? Yeah, it's going to be good. Tell us about your grip bag gardens. Okay, so when we're planting trees, um, what we do is they're they're actually grown in a styrofoam block. I should really share pictures of my work more on social media because I, I, I feel like I can talk about it. And people are like, what do you do? That's weird. <laughs> uh, so we plant trees in a styrofoam block and we put the seed down. And then we put a fine grit over top of it. And those that grit comes in uh, big tote bags. So we've saved a few of the tote bags. They're like four foot by four foot square. You know, what's interesting is I've seen bags like that, but on a farm and also in a brewery and yeah. distilleries. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've yeah. also seen them with like wood in them. Absolutely. And yeah, so uh, a tote is kind of this weird kind of standard size four foot by four foot cube filled with whatever miscellaneous product that you want to get in that volume. I have one at work full of rice hulls, you know, because that makes sense. Rice hulls? Yeah, rice hulls. Yeah. Oh, hulls. Yeah. Oh, I was hulls. thinking hulls. I was like, like Wait, a donut hole, but it's like... H-U-L-L-S. Hulls? Yeah, like the, the papery sheath that rice kernels are covered with. And okay. They, Why they do you have up. that? Uh, so our grit, uh, when we plant late season crops at work... Um, with the sun, the grit gets really, really hot. If it gets over 35 degrees, it'll scald and burn the trees and they'll die. Okay. So what we have to do then is grit protect them. So when it, our sensors say, oh my God, it's 35 degrees in there, I'm throwing water at it. The tree crops don't like extra water. To, so when I'm putting water on it to cool down the grit, it's counterproductive to getting good roots on your trees. Okay. So we use the rice hulls instead, still protects the seed against the soil, weighs everything down, but it doesn't get hot like rocks do. So I don't have to grit protect. Hot rocks. Hot rocks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, so are you, you guys are planting your own personal Absolutely, plants yeah. in those bags? Yeah, we're, we're going to haul them up by uh, some of our greenhouses so we can run a hose over to them if we need to. We actually have horses on site at work. So we have some good composted horse manure. We've got lots of peat moss. So we're going to mix our soil and we're going to have ourselves some tote gardens. Oh, that's nice. super cool. Yeah. I've already got my seeds. I'm like, do, do, do. Okay. So go. really what you're saying then is you are much more accountable and responsible to your work garden than, than your house garden. I spend a lot of hours there. I think that's okay, though, as long as you're doing it somewhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I, I spend a ridiculous number of hours there, so I might as well, you know eat while I'm there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got uh, my lemon tree at work too. It's, it's growing. Can I tell well. you that whenever I hear you say you have your lemon tree at work, here's what I picture. I picture a very large open tent space with a concrete floor and maybe there's like some tables around the edges <laughs> with some plants on them. But in the center of this room, is the most glorious lemon tree in a huge pot and it's lit from within and it has it's dripping with lemons and it is like placed in such a way that it's very clear that it is an extremely valuable and loved lemon tree. Now, I know that this vision is probably <laughs> not true because I don't think you have enough room for something like that. 
But every time I hear about this lemon tree, it is like this glorious experience I see in my mind. Okay, so... You're going to crush me. Reality yeah. comes <laughs> crashing down. <laughs> Hard at that. Uh, so it is in a horrifically ugly plastic pot with a big chunk out of the side. Um, like horrifically ugly. It's kind of triangle shaped because I stick it in spots close to where the trees are so that it might get watered. And then I grab the pot if something else is watering and it's limp and flat. I grab the pot and run it to a different section of a different greenhouse and cram it in there so that it can water. So it is flat on three sides. <laughs> it is a foot and a half tall. It's really bushy. Oh, it's like tiny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're talking knee high to a grasshopper here. It's a, it's a tiny tree. Just so you know, I'm not, a, I'm not accepting this description, <laughs> but go on. And there are holes in a bunch of the leaves from the thorns that are on it. So every time it gets crammed into a corner or just about run over by a mini truck, it impales another leaf. So it's like polka dotted. And at one point it had spider mites. So I nuked those. So it's the opposite of my it is sepulchral vision. It is fighting for life. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's Amazing. well fertilized, but it is fighting for life. Have you ever got a lemon <laughs> off of it? Not yet. No. I will. It's really, it's, it's got beautiful branching from the abuse that it's taken. It's, <laughs> it, it's branched out quite lovely. I'm sure it, one day it'll be beautiful. Well, we can expand on that in our next topic. But first, Sue, what is your spring fever? What are your spring fever activities? Oh, spring fever activities. Uh, deck drinks. I think I mentioned that already. And um, just, I like just getting ready to plant and wait for things to grow. I love the birds. More birds come around. We get a few different species start to come for the summer. I, so want, those, I wonder I like if we should explain a bit of spring fever for the folks who aren't coming out of a deep freeze. So once we start seeing grass and once we start feeling that sun get more powerful and it actually happens pretty quickly after yeah. the equinox. Oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. it's it happens pretty quickly. Um oh not the equinox it's not until March. I guess the solstice. the solstice. Yes, thank you. The winter solstice. Um so once we start to feel that, it's almost like internally our own internal leaves are starting to be like stretch out. It's exactly and it. We all go nutty. We're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm gonna do this. As can, this is gonna happen. Like a spring full moon. Ooh. The worst is the dri like people driving. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's complete insanity. <laughs> and like, you have to know, you will not have a clean vehicle for at least the next three months. Not here. No. Not and, here. and we all get crazy. It'll be like three degrees out and sunny, and we're like, I am wearing flip flops yep. and capris. Yep. Yeah. This Absolutely. is happening. Absolutely. And then you're mad because there's like puddles in the parking lot that you have to walk through. <laughs> well, and you, but you wear your flip flops anyways and end up with that mud streak up the back of your leg yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> and your feet are cold because they got wet and it's not quite hot out yet. <laughs> but yeah. you do it like a trooper. That is some northern. And everybody life gets right like they want to drive faster and every. But it's just like life, like just like life coming out after winter. It happens with us humans. We all everybody starts coming out of the woodwork. And um, and we all get batshit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's super true. It's it's hard to describe the feeling. It, it, it's like 
euphoria when you get outside oh, and that sun complete. hits you. Yeah. And like sometimes you really feel the difference in the sun. You walk outside and the sun's shining on you and it's just extra warm. Mm-hmm. Or you're like turn that corner in your car and the sun shines through the window and it's hot. Or, you know, you walk through the room and you can see the dust particles floating in the air. I always love that first drive when you're like, I'm putting the windows down. I don't even care that I have air conditioning. <laughs> I am putting the windows down. Yeah. You got the music cranked up and it's something wildly inappropriate and you're singing. Or even opening your house windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. a good one. And I put that one off too because of all my plants. I'm yeah. like, I'm not opening the windows. They'll get a chill. That's, you know, you got to take care of your babies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there's a smell that changes in the air too. Like just that heat. And you got all this like, everything that was asleep for the winter and kind of maybe mushy and everything right now, there's a smell to that that just, it, we recognize that smell as spring, but a lot of people that don't have quite the drastic season changes we have probably think it smells gross because yeah, it's, it doesn't smell it's good basically all the time. like wet, moldy grass and dirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Snowballed. I had that smell this week at work and I stopped. I'm like, oh, Oh, there it is. I can smell it. It smells terrible, but it's, it's so like, good. Yeah. It's like a switch flips. You it, know, is, exactly. it is. <laughs> Suddenly your energy receptors are just like, boo, like most people, their energy's up. Um, I teach the public. And so I can tell you, I can tell people yeah. change. Mm. People get antsy and excited and they just liven up. The problem is, is you'll get a couple days like that. And then the next day it's minus 40 and snowing and snowing. Yeah. It's, uh, I, we're, I think we're almost out of that danger now. Knock no, on wood, knock not, on wood, knock not on wood. Not till after May yeah. long weekend. You know what though? We're at the point though, where I'm like, bring on the snow. I don't even care. Cause it's not going to last. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think we're going to get any like cold snap. Snow is one thing, but I, I can't see it getting down to like arctic cold again it better not because i cut out open the louvers at work on my greenhouses so i don't have the cold protection anymore yeah i I think we're done with minus 30 and minus 40 definitely i think we're almost all done knock on wood we've ruined it now um i'm not i'm still knocking on this wood right it's like it's happening um that we're i think we're done with minus 20 even Mm. i said it i said it oh Mm. why you gotta be like that i knocked on wood i knocked on wood Oh, she jinxed it. Yeah, I think I think she did. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're right, Sue. I genuinely hope that you are correct. (laughs) I know where you live if you if you aren't. Do you though? Because you guys haven't come to see my house yet. I will follow you home. (laughs) She will too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I. uh, I guess my spring fever stuff. I. I've been at home so much that. I kind of I'm having trouble leaving my house, which is strange. And it's not for any reason. I'm not afraid to leave. I don't, um, you know, I'd follow the rules and whatever we need to do. But I am ridiculously happy here. <laughs> and I was going to say, you're just, you're comfortable. It's kind of scary, though. I'm a, I'm afraid that I'm going to stay like that. And so I'm going to have to start pushing myself to get out and do things again because I really like it here <laughs> and I can, <laughs> and I'm busy. I got things to do like all the time because I really hate being bored. You know what? I was a couple of weeks ago. I was bored. Oh no. And nothing I was, good comes of that. <laughs> it really, it doesn't. So I was bored for a few days. I'm like, Oh man, I'm so bored. Like, and I, I always think that 
Well, I heard somebody say once that boring people are boring and that got into my head. I'm like, I'm not boring. I can't be boring. And I had this kind of inter this crisis in my brain. So I decided to start a history degree. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, you t- yeah. See, you are anything but boring. And I don't think I know anybody who's like, you know, I don't have anything to do for 48 hours. I think I'll start a university degree. <laughs> to be we fair, do now. To be fair, it's just like two or three courses at a time. And I, uh, I'm i very interested in history. And I, in a university with homework and studying. And, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You're the only person I know who's like, yeah, I've got nothing to do for 48 hours. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's enroll in university. I need to do things. And I, what I've been finding too is, and maybe this is part of the spring fever thing. I'm not sure, but I'm constantly looking for opportunities to grow skills or learn something or I don't spend a lot of time now. Just I, well, I, that's not true. I try to make time to do mindless things. Now I actually yeah. focus on doing that more than I focus on doing other things because I find that if I don't do that, I, don't, I have to force myself sometimes to just be like, nope, sit down and crush some candies for half an hour because you need to take a break from yeah. stuff. But yeah, it's been good. I feel really excited about it. And um, yeah, good opportunities coming on. So that, I guess it's my spring fever. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's that time of year where I'm like, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to do that and I am going to wear inappropriate clothing outside. <laughs> Perfection <laughs> and grow seeds. It's and, also yeah. the time of year we have all four seasons in one day. Yeah. And I love that. You'll see people in toques and flip flops. Yeah. You're like, all right, I see you're planning for the day. That's Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Canada. Such a great place. It is. It is. <laughs> It is. I think this year we're going to see a lot of spring fever, especially in the greenhouses and stuff. I've already seen people scratching yeah. and waiting and waiting and greenhouses that don't normally open up at this time of year have already in our area. So I think we're going to see a lot of, and I think a lot of it has to do with like, we've been kind of bound up due to everything going on in the world um, for a year for for us in Canada. Now it's been a year and um I think our spring fever is going to be crazy like, well, what, wasn't, all around, especially were, greenhouse wise. Weren't you saying last week that a lot of places are running out of seeds? Oh, mm-hmm. I've been trying to order from a specific seed company for the last six weeks. There's two packages of seeds I want. They're, they're indoor plants. Like it's not even vegetable plants. And every time they open their shipping, they get flooded with so many orders they shut it down within hours. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just, I want my bird of paradise seeds. I don't even like bird of paradise, but I want to grow them from seed. Oh, that's really because interesting. Because I want to. Growing How many seeds seed do you fun. get? Can I have a seed? You get 10. Yeah. Yes. If I can get them ordered ever, yes, you can have a <laughs> seed. But I am like, I am hell bent on getting these stupid seeds. And you think that I can get into a shipping window? No. Yeah. That's interesting. I've heard that, like, I've read a couple articles and I've heard from a few other people that that's, um, it's a thing, especially with your, your garden, um, not just like your vegetables, but your, anything you might plant in your yard kind of thing. It's, they're getting eaten up like hotcakes already. Oh, absolutely. Like, I ordered my vegetable garden seeds in January. Did you get them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I should have done that. But I didn't know because I was like, I don't know what it looks like. I told you guys to order. I know, but I just... I don't have a garden. Don't know how big or... Does it matter? Yeah, what am I going to do with all of that stuff? At this t- at this point in the year, does it matter? At this point in the year, I'm like, ooh, seed catalogs, That's, vegetables. Yeah, it's a problem for yeah. me. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, it, it is for me as well. Like I, I don't have a garden at home. I have had spit, like I have spinach seeds. I don't even like spinach. Like it is good in dip and that is it. <laughs> yeah. I like spinach in things, but I don't really like it by itself, except for I like strawberry spinach salad. Yeah. I, I ordered lettuce this year. I don't even like lettuce. No. Oh. But I'm like, I'm going to grow lettuce and it's going to be wonderful. Garden have- lettuce freaks me out, man. I don't know why. I, I think I talked it. about it before. Bugs and dirt on my lettuce. I don't know. I have a thing. <laughs> well, that's how you wash it. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's like I, a psychology thing for me. I have seeds from last year. Worst case scenario. But there is some seeds I still want. And there's some stuff I want from greenhouses. But I am like a hop, skip, and a jump from a little seasonal greenhouse. My but, house. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's funny because it's actually our crew from work that does the uh, poly on her greenhouses. Ah, we, we farm ourselves out every once in a while. We're like, hey, you need a new roof on your greenhouse? We'll work cash. Yeah. And she's like, I could probably walk there. The only reason why I couldn't is because I don't have that many arms to carry things. It might be a good idea to walk there then so you don't bust the budget. <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of busting the budget, kind of, more like gardening, uh, we're going to talk about you know, at first we were going to talk about just fruiting plants that people grow indoors. And we thought, why limit ourselves? And let's talk about edible plants that people grow indoors. And just coming out of the winter season, this is something that many, many people do. And going back to Amanda's lemon tree, which I have clearly idolized incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure it probably, you know, tries to manifest itself in your dream, but. I keep picking. It's a glorious tree. I am taking it down a notch every time I walk past it. <laughs> but, you know, there are some special things that we do need to do with citrus trees, for example. Um, and I think that one of the things is the soil. Is it a little bit different than other types of soil? Um, I'd like to say that mine at work is, but it, it's not. Um, citrus trees do really like a lot of water and uh, they do like a lot of fertilizer as well. Do they like to be root bound? You know, I imagine probably not. Uh, given that, you know, orange groves uh, and that like it, it's like an apple tree. It likes to spread. But uh, yeah, I mine gets abused. The, ta- <laughs> the tag on it, though, when I bought it said to fertilize it all the time and to water it daily. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. I was like, um. Okay, there's nothing I like enough to water daily. I'm just going to put that <laughs> well, out there right now. Except for yourself. Yeah, but I work in a hot environment. If I don't water myself daily, I will fall over. Right? Yeah. Have either of you been successful in harvesting any single citrus fruit from an indoor grown tree? I have not been successful because I have never had one, but I want one and I have space. I actually want one of each. I want an orange, a lemon, and a lime. Okay. Um. I'd love a grapefruit too. I just can't eat it. So that would be like teasing too much. But um, I want one of each and I want to try and grow them. But I haven't su- been successful because I haven't tried. Uh, I used to have, uh, you know, the mini orange trees that you can get with those. The ornamental. Tiny- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And those things are so freaking bitter. And so, like I whoo, just give one to people you don't like. Um, but yeah, I've I've had fruit off of those. Yeah, I've had. It came with fruit. I have someone bought me one of those like a long time ago for a gift and just like it came in a basket. I think there was like some moss and then like a little ivy or something in the pot. 
Um, and it came with fruit. So I don't know if I'd say I was successful at it, but it was also ornamental. So I didn't eat it and I did tuck it. And there's peppers that you often get at like stores. The ornamental peppers. And they're yeah. ornamental. They're not meant to be eaten. That's what ornamental usually means. Is don't eat it. Eat, the, the ornamental peppers aren't poisonous by any stretch of the means, but they were, they were developed for the pretty Purple. quality of their fruit. So they are incredibly bland. Yeah. Did you know you can get a jalapeno that doesn't have heat and it's called a, oh, I, I can't remember what it's called now. It's a really clever little name, but it, yeah, you can get, you can get some peppers without heat. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I think so too. Just the flavor would be good. Yeah. Now you're doing some indoor gardening here. Yeah. I'm still working on some peppers, um, doing some germination and hoping for a high, uh, germination rate. So just in the middle of that, I can't really report on it yet, unfortunately, but I do, um, I'm doing an experiment with seeds soaked in uh, 3% hydrogen peroxide solution. Seeds that were just soaked in water and seeds that were soaked in a, I think it's a 1% solution of saltpeter, uh, just to see how my germination rates can go. Some are taking longer than others as it, as it happens. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I am excited to see what's coming from those. And so you gals will get some starters from me for sure. I mean, assuming that some of these germinate and because I won't have room to have many of the full grown peppers in my grow in my grow tent. And I do not intend to put the peppers outside at all because I am concerned about bringing pests into the house Fair enough. The tomatoes, though, uh, I will be putting outside in in my um, my garden boxes. That'll be fun. Yeah, I think so. I really have to clean those out, actually, because there's a lot of old stuff in there. There's a raspberry bush in there. I'm gonna have trouble getting that out. I just I was like, good luck getting rid yeah, of that. Yeah. I just <laughs> really want it, gone. and six more will show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just really kind of want it gone. So I'm gonna see if there's there's a way to do that. Uh, but yeah, indoors it will be the peppers. Kind of a new nerdy hobby that yeah. I'm doing. I can probably help you get rid of that raspberry, but that's not something that we discuss. About. <laughs> that's that's not even a podcast. No, <laughs> no, that's just that that's that's back alley shady right there. <laughs> that's my favorite. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm doing. Uh, I haven't been super successful or even attempted to really grow many edible things inside. So. We'll see. And I know you can grow like herbs and stuff inside too, but the way that my house is, my kitchen doesn't have windows. It's all the other walls yeah. that have windows. So, and I don't really want to put herbs around my dining room table. Yeah. You you could probably like by your back door do like a little planter. But yeah, that's true. Eh. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't really want to. I They're guess. not super pretty. No. I do herbs inside. But I find they do better outside. But then outside you have to watch because a lot of times they bolt. They what? Bolt. What does that that mean? I don't know. I call it, it's the same thing as like they go to seed. It's the same thing as spinach. Okay. So um, best way to describe it is all of a sudden like you'll have your lettuce and your lettuce decides to bolt. So, and you can get varieties that aren't heirloom. Uh, that are non-bolting varieties. See previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, those ones there uh, means that they're slower to go to seed. So when it bolts, you'll get this woody kind of core and they'll get really tall. All of a sudden you'll have lettuce that's, you know, two and a half feet tall and it'll go to seed and it'll bloom 
and it gets really bitter and tough yeah, and gross yucky. and just uh, and it happens really fast oh yeah just throw it away when it does that it's gross yeah. oh i had no idea so that's why you want to like take the tops off lots so that it doesn't have a chance to bolt so when my mint goes to flower does that mean that it's not good to eat anymore it's not technically less desirable because okay. it it won't have the same natural oils that it does before it uh, blooms okay but that's know. interesting. And I mean, I've been learning a lot about pepper topping too, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I mean, I might apply that to other plants as well. And I know we're trying to stick to indoors. So I'm going to, my mint is outside. So let's ignore that the mint, get out of here, mint. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so there must be other types of plants that you need to top. And the reason why you do this with the peppers is so that the plant becomes bushier and you kind of take away that. There's a word for it that I can't recall right now, but it's essentially the center uh, stem that is it's dominant and you take that away so that it has more fruiting branches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to do that because I've never done that before. I've been watching lots of YouTube videos about that. Are there other plants that you, uh, edible plants that you grow inside that would need that kind of treatment as well? Herbs can really benefit from that. Uh, if you pick out that dominant stem in the center and they get bushier, it's going to take longer for them to flower. And it's going to produce more leaves, which on herbs is generally what you're going for anyways, right? So you're really putting on the chastity belt. (laughs) Absolutely. You're just like, you know what? You're looking a little too perky there. Let me just pinch that off. Yeah. (laughs) Give it a little, I I should say it. (laughs) You know where I was going. That's a different (laughs) podcast. podcast. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So, and tomato plants, you should do the same thing? Absolutely. Okay. Now, tomato plants, um, it depends on the type of tomato plant, whether you have determinant or indeterminate tomatoes. You know what? Thank you. I was trying to think of those words last episode and I could not remember them. So thank you. Yes. Let's talk about that. Okay. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So determinant tomato grows to a predetermined height. An indeterminate tomato will grow to an indeterminate height. That is the easiest way to remember it. So indeterminate tomatoes get super tall. They're going to require staking. They are going to be a longer tomato plant. Those ones there, if you don't pinch out the top leader, they're just going to keep growing. Plants are not interested in producing fruit in perfect conditions. How dare they? Right. Well, and you know what? And and there's going to be people who argue with me on that. And that's absolutely okay. But in absolute perfect conditions, got lots of food. The days are still getting longer. Everything is great. I don't need to reproduce. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I see that. You know, but if you know, you've pinched out the leader. Okay. Well, now we got to get bushy. These are my branches that produce fruit. It's time to do that. The days are starting to get shorter. Oh, definitely got to produce fruit now because my my life is, you know, limited at this point. And it's, they're weird. They're freeloaders. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do any topping to any of your plants? Um, Other than peppers, not really. And herbs, not really. I don't really top them. I don't necessarily, I kind of like them when they're wild and crazy. Tomatoes, though, yeah, like you don't want to add, you can only buy little tomato cages that are so tall around here without spending a fortune. So, oh, yeah, 
you want them to be a decent, pickable, stakeable height. Well, and determinate ones as well tend to produce fruit easier and they tend to be a shorter season. Yeah. Well, and you always have to take that in consideration here because we have such a short growing season. Mm hmm. Uh, indoor plants wise, like I grow, I grow green onions in, indoors in uh, a hydroponic system or just in my office so I can go downstairs and pick green onions because I absolutely hate the fact that green onions here are like $1.25 a bundle. I'm like, oh, good. I get five. <laughs> uh, and, that, and I do refresh mine every once in a while. I'll go and buy a bundle from the grocery store and just plant those and they grow. But every once in a while, they'll want to go to flower. So I, I make sure that I, I pinch the tops out of those, too. Yeah. We have chives, too. Nice. Does it matter if they flower? Uh, it's, it's like mint. Same thing. Yeah, it's not going to hurt it, but... Sorry, you just have better flavor <laughs> if you let it not flower. Yeah, I like to grow herbs inside, like cilantro, mint. I like mint. Um, oregano, basil. Nice. They're, they're nice to grow inside. You know, see, you don't have to do anything. With. I see lots of people that are like sprout and grow their avocado pits, yeah. which I think is cool. I don't have the patience for it, but they're actually pretty neat looking. They are. My daughter's growing one, but I have yet to meet someone who got an avocado off their avocado tree that grew yeah. in the house. Exactly. And I like people who top, like the people will top their pineapples and, and grow the, the pineapple top, which is oh, pretty really? neat. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Once again, do they get pineapples off of it? Well, you know, I don't know because I see people, you know, like some greenhouses will sell pineapple plants and they'll actually have a small pineapple produced on them. I'm sure it's a different variety than what you get in the store. Get in the store. Yeah. But it's not your Del Monte. In in <laughs> theory, I think it would be possible. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but I think it could be yeah, possible. I grew, I actually grew my own pineapple inside once. My son really wanted one. So we got it and we had... When once they get close to ripe, they turn to ripe really fast. Oh yeah, if that makes any sense. Like they take forever. You're looking at it. You're like, oh, this thing it's, is. It's like an avocado on your counter. Not yet. Not, not yet, yet. Not yet. Done. Too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that. But anyway, it was really sweet, and it was really. It was just a. I don't know. It was like the size of two golf balls to put together. It was about that big, and it was extremely sweet and tasty. Have you grown anything inside, Chris? For food? Yeah. See, I, I think we could, you know, set you up with a little hydroponic system in your grow tent. and Yeah. Is there enough room, though? Would you eat oh, lettuce yeah. if you with my, grew... With my, like, five pepper plants? Yes. Yes. And if you grew lettuce inside your tent in a controlled environment, would you be worried about... That would be okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, we could set you up with, like, some, like, semi-hydroponic lettuce, so that way there was no soil. And there's no bugs. Yeah. That, I think that might be okay. Yeah. I'd like to actually try growing inside for the winter um, stra hydroponic strawberries. You could do that. Absolutely. I could. I just now, and I have the space now. So, but I would like to, because we really eat a lot of strawberries. We love, we like berries a lot. And our growing season for strawberries just isn't enough. I was actually trolling around on the internet this morning. Um, not in the negative sense, but I was killing time <laughs> i wasn't calling anybody names uh but i came across the uh, justvertical.com website and they have the most beautiful indoor hydroponic system and it's called the uh ava a-e-v-a and it is this beautiful cabinet it's like 
75 inches tall and you can grow upwards of 200 different plants in it. And you could just have it up against the wall in your kitchen. It's got a light in it. Oh my gosh, is it beautiful. It's like 1200 bucks. My friends have one. They really like it. I I, yeah. keep, I was looking at that. I'm like, oh, now how much would I have to grow in that in order to recoup my cost in vegetables? Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually curious. a really good point. Curious. You know, the, the cost of produce in northern Alberta is absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't imagine. And it's not good quality. No, it tastes terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't imagine anywhere further north uh, of us how much they're paying for absolute trash. But I'm like, you know, $1,100, $1,200, free shipping, Canadian-made product. You also have to buy the pods, too, I think. I shh, Don't burst my bubble. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, I, you know, $1,000 in produce I could probably grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. And, well, because you have some produce, like lettuce and stuff, like it can last a long time because you cut and it grows mm -hmm. and you cut and it grows and you cut and it grows. My uncle has one that's similar um, in the States and he loves it and he grows a lot of herbs and lettuces and like he calls them things you use daily <laughs> so um he grows a lot of that he really loves it his is round it's like a oh yeah the the kind of round ones that yeah i've seen those ones those are neat yeah but i'm like oh, you know and i i'm gonna make a bold statement here and say i think that i'm clever enough to figure out how to recreate their pod systems without buying their stuff. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that would be, yeah. that, that's something that could be true. First round, though, I would definitely have to go with their stuff. But I think after that, I think I'm clever enough. Well, you need to see it so that you could exactly. see how you have to replicate it. I need to see what I'm counterfeiting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you are doing green onions, but there are other vegetables you could probably grow as well like celery is that one yeah People oh yeah celery. from uh you're talking like uh the bottom part or whatever yeah like yeah. produce cutoffs yeah absolutely um you can buy uh there's a, a kind of a kitschy thing now you can get in the grocery stores the um the lettuce the gr the live lettuce with the roots attached. that lettuce is tasty it's really good so good yeah so you can get live lettuce you could still plant the base of that the roots are still good uh celery green onions uh, gar if you think about it, you could probably do garlic, like you'd have to put it in your garage or cold storage room or something in the winter. But you could probably grow like it doesn't take up much space and you could reuse your like you could just use garlic from the grocery store. Garlic tops are really tasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I really like garlic, garlic tops. Scathes. Okay, I found another five minute crafts video. Oh no, <laughs> the, they're so ridiculous, but they're so they're interesting. You can't, it's you have to watch them. It's like a like, car oh. crash; you can't look away. So yeah. this one is they have a papaya, and they have taken the seeds out of the papaya, and if the seeds sink, then they're good, and now they're sprouting papaya plants. Yeah, I've seen a five minute craft where they did it with strawberries. They like scraped gently the side of the strawberry so all the little seeds fell in a paper towel. And then I think they put it on top of a wet sponge with another piece of paper towel over top of it and sprouted strawberries. So for anybody who can't see the look on Chris's face right now, we're going between confusion okay. to, oh my God, what the heck? Yes. And then her eyebrows go all the way up to the back of her head. And here's why. <laughs> so they took. A sweet potato 
And they put toothpicks in it so that they could set it in a glass and the bottom of the sweet potato is sitting in the glass. And they leave it. And then when they pull it out of the video or out of the glass, the new growth has leaves on it. (laughs) People keep sweet potato vine. Like if you just take a potato, sweet potato, put it on your counter and just like leave it. It'll grow. I just don't think that leaves would grow underwater. Oh, oh, they were underwater. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh, the that, bottom. That's an editing error there. They went, uh, they cut back to that screen. Editing <laughs> Yeah, so they, <laughs> they put the bottom of the potato in the water. And when they pulled the potato out, there is a, I guess, branches, because it can't be roots if there's leaves. So the leaves somehow grew underwater. Huh. It's magic. It's like sea monkeys. That sounds like a miracle. <laughs> right? Oh, now they're planting the potato and now it's a vine. So <laughs> coming out of the top. Yeah, sweet potatoes do actually oh. make a really pretty vining plant. They do. Like, but I'm just I just want to confirm if you are rooting something in water, leaves are not going to grow underwater. Uh well, um <clears throat> Is that right? Like well, you po- think it's seaweed, like it kind of gets it's leaves. Possible. But I'm going to guess that it's probably going to root before it makes leaves. Thank you. Um, I could be wrong. Like, may- maybe maybe I've been drinking. Um, I, I could be wrong. Uh, you know, the soda pop I'm drinking is just, yeah, it's laced. <laughs> um, but yeah, that just, hmm, no. Thank you, because yeah, I don't think that's a thing. See, when you described it, I was like, well, yeah, leaves will come out, because I've seen people do it as, like, to make that vine and that plant. But in the water? But yeah, the bottom? Yeah. Like, in the water? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Amazing. That's yeah. like holding someone's head underwater, and then all of a sudden they grew gills. Yeah, they're, they're doesn't doing work. all sorts of stuff here. <laughs> Thankfully. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Some situations went bad. Hey, Amanda, oh, that happened. <laughs> every once in a while, I have a day where I'm like, if I could drown you. <laughs> but uh, apparently, according to uh, Five Minute Crafts, people grow gills. Yeah, and roots oh, grow she's leaves. making another face. Is this a new video or the same video? Okay, so they took a pear. <laughs> oh dear, I've never seen the pear one. They took a pear, and it's got like it might not be a pear. It's, oh, it's a radish. Sorry. So there's a little sprout off the radish. They cut the, it's in the dirt. They cut the top off the radish and they stuck a flower in it that they just cut off a plant. And now the radish skin is the same color as the flower and the radish is like seven times bigger. (laughs) Okay, I, you know what? I'm saving this link to post because... (laughs) It is legit the funniest thing I've ever seen. There's tears streaming down Chris's face. I believe everybody needs to be exposed to this. I feel like we need to go out and buy flowers and radishes. Well, the funny thing is, is the radish literally went from like golf ball size to like, I don't know, half a football size. (laughs) Amazing. These five minute craft videos, I just. They're hilarious. Well, and they're not real. Okay, now they're taking a potato and they're sticking another flower in it that they've just cut and they're planting the potato. That's the flower in the, the potato in the rose, I bet. No, it's not a rose. It's, oh. I, I don't recognize this flower. Uh, oh, and they're putting some kind of crystals around it. If you guys, if you look at the flower, you'll know what it is. I just don't know what, which flower it is. Oh, it's a flamingo flower. Okay. Yeah. So now <laughs> they've grown this beautiful, this might work actually. 
Okay, anyway, I'm going to get I'm going to move away from that because I feel like I could get stuck there. But it might be worth it to have an episode. I'm going to write it down actually. It's going to be one of my ideas on the, on my list for you guys um is for 5-minute craft videos and what works. Oh, we're we're so doing that. Oh, so fun. Yeah. So I've made that note because I'm I'm like cry laughing. It's like and there's some really good ones too out there that I think we should. And these are they're intending people to grow things inside. It looks like in a lot of these. So yeah, and, and they're food, and they're kind of mixing food and other things together. I don't know. It's super weird. right. It's super weird. So it, have you guys grow? Oh, oh, it's the honey and the rose one now. Uh oh no. So they fresh cut a rose. They've dipped it sensually in honey, <laughs> and now they're sticking that rose sensually in a sliced banana with the skin still on, and they're planting the banana, banana with the rose stuck in it. And now they're cutting off the rose flower, <laughs> and then you know question mark question mark question mark profit because now it's growing all these rose. It's growing like it has now grown a uh, yard size award winning rose bush. Okay, I object. I strongly object. So, the majority of beautiful tender tea roses walking down the street in Victoria and there's all these amazing like tea roses that are just stunning. My poor husband, by the way, because I literally stop and smell everybody's roses. I'm a little bit embarrassing to be with. Anyways, those are grafted onto a different rootstock. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is they're probably not growing out of a banana. Uh, Likely not. And as it would you know, it, it might root. It, it has the potential to root, but it will not form the same roses. They will not be true to form. Please don't do it. Well, you could do it. You just don't expect high expectations when you do it. Oh, yeah. You'd get like a beautiful thorny bush. Yeah. Um, a lot of roses are also grafted so that they can grow in different areas. They're like they got this that can grow here and this that can that everybody wants. And so it only works with some, but the help the grafting apparently helps so that we have a little bit better roses. We can grow up here mm. a little bit better. Not a whole lot. <laughs> Do you guys grow? Can you grow roses inside? I you don't. can get those miniature rose bushes and that they're so fickle though. Yeah. And they almost always end up with spider mites. What's the weirdest thing you guys ever grew inside for food? For food inside? Weirdest? I've had some stuff in my fridge I'm pretty sure grew and could have <laughs> walked away. Would I eat that food? No. Ah, weirdest thing I grew inside. Yeah, this is our last chance to talk about you know, edible plants indoors. Yeah, I want to grow mushrooms. You can get mushroom kits and, that, and they're already seeded with the spores of those mushrooms. I really want to try growing mushrooms indoors. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. I think it'd be really cool. Um, I don't know what my allergies would think, but I think it'd be really cool to grow mushrooms and mushrooms are so weird and they're technically not a plant, but in my mind they grow and you can eat them. Oh, so yeah. they are. Yeah, totally. But they're technically not a plant. You still have to grow them. So yeah, that's yeah. the one I want to try is I want to try growing mushrooms indoors. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I don't know what the weirdest thing. I know I used to try to always grow apple and orange seeds, like trees from their seed when I was young. I remember bringing home many... um pots like little cups with paper towel and beans in them i remember bringing my mom lots and actually my kids did for me too sunflowers i would say maybe sunflowers because they're very pretty but to actually harvest the sunflowers 
is a royal pain in the butt. Like, like the just go down. Yeah. Just go buy yourself some spits. <laughs> <laughs> the shells are kind of soft. Like if you don't do it at the right time. Um, yeah. It, sunflower is hard. And I've grew sunflower in the house. We never ate it, though. I think it rotted before. But I ate you it. couldn't go to the store and buy sunflower seeds and grow those. No. No, no those are roasted. Yeah. So. OK. Yeah. And even after you roast them, because I've done it out with outside sunflower seeds, after you roast them, it's like you have to do it right. And you have to pick up. You have to, like, scrape them off when the thing when they're ripe. I once saw this lady. She's actually got really great videos um, on Facebook. And she ate. She well, she like fried up and ate a sunflower flower head. I think that'd be really tasty. Yeah. It yeah. looked really good, actually. I've heard of people doing that before. I think they're um, kind of a portobello mushroom texture. They're kind of meaty. Yeah, it looked yeah. tasty. Yeah. I'm not, I won't lie. I mean, a little weird, but... And she, she's so... Like, she has these Emmy-made, I think it is. Um, she's amazing. And she tries all this crazy food. And yeah, I just remember that one in particular because I was thinking like, well, how do you even get that? Like, can you take a sunflower from your garden and do that? Are you probably. There's probably... Because you can get ornamental sunflowers too. They don't really produce sunflower seeds very much um so it could be like a certain kind i'd we'd have to look into that it was huge <laughs> like it yeah. was it was like <laughs> massive this thing hmm. any last thoughts about edible plants that people can grow indoors you know i think with the like a a simple semi-hydro system it's really really attainable with an easy enough setup to grow green onions, lettuce, kind of all of those, you know, daily, quick, easily um, spoiled vegetables that go into your fridge. And it, it's worth a shot. You know, something that is a low light, cooler plant, green onions, lettuce. I already said that because now I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> uh, spinach, arugula, all of that sort of stuff. Give it a shot. Yeah. And I think there's some fun things to do for 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 littles too for kids if you have carrots dragon cut, fruit oh that's yeah fun. dragon fruit cut the top off the carrots stick it on a wet paper towel see what happens that kind of oh thing. yeah absolutely yeah. that's yeah. the one I remember you don't need littles to do those experiments uh, every once in a while like you know however you get a lemon that's just full of seeds I'll germinate those seeds and just put them in a glass and they never get any more than a few inches tall but citrus leaves smell so good oh they that's do. nice yeah. They do, okay. and their blooms are smell like citrus blooms smell good too. Yep. The yeah, but leaves. then you got to grow them till they're big. <laughs> yeah. I get tired of them before that. <laughs> Hello, I'm bored of you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Gavin, um, my my youngest son, he went away to work there this fall, and um, he stayed at someone's grandma's house that he knows. Well, he went away for work for a couple weeks. Anyway, she had a lemon tree, a mayor lemon tree. And she made lemon meringue pie for everyone with her lemons on her lemon tree because I guess it was like full of lemons. Oh, that'd be so nice. And I was instantly jealous. Definitely growing goals. Yeah. My lemon tree at work is going to be big and grand one day. It's going gonna, it's gonna to meet Chris's expectations. Maybe I've just predicted the future. I think so. Well, if you were to go to the store and you were to pick a citrus tree because they're, they're quite popular. People grow them. Um quite frequently whether they get fruit from them or not they're still kind of a beautiful little tree to have in the house would you pick what would you pick like would you pick one that has blooms already on it what would you do you know Amanda what you would look for uh I always go I I never look at blooms 
you know, I look at, does this plant have obvious bugs? Does it have a growth habit that I like? You know, it might be covered in blooms, but only be one stick sticking out to the left and, you know, looking yeah. a little sad. Uh, blooms can be because of stress or because it's happy. I look for something that doesn't look like it has bugs. It's got a good root system. It's a shape that I want. It's well branched. You know, it's looking nice and healthy. It might not even be the biggest plant there. Yeah. But I'm going to go for the one that's got the greenest leaves. Looks like it's in the best shape because I want to set it up for success. I don't want, and I don't want to set myself up to fail either. You know, I bring home this sickly thing because it's got blooms on it. You know, the, okay, the blooms smell good, but am I setting myself up to fail? I used to do that too. Like I used to go pick the biggest plant or the most blooms or. Oh, this one's know. got the prettiest colors. Well, I still kind of go over colors oh, a little yeah, bit too. Yeah, one of those things. Colors is one I still keep on that that little spectrum. But yeah, I go for the healthiest, the most bush. Like if you had a big one and it had two stems versus a little one that has five coming out, I'm going to take the one with the five coming out. Right. So that's how I look. But yeah, a lot of people I notice just being at greenhouses and stuff, they go for the bloom. They go for the like a lemon tree. And it's hard not to because they smell so good. Like a lemon or orange or... Mm-hmm. A lime tree. They smell so good. Well, ladies, I think that was some great information about growing edible plants inside. Uh, I know I'm going to try my hand at it. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Uh, If you listeners out there have any thoughts about growing edible plants inside, we'd love to hear them. You can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fancy plants podcast and on Instagram at fancy plants podcast email social at fancy plants podcast.com. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week when we're talking plants. Bye. Bye. Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. I love a green plant. The fancy plants. Oh, yeah.